0: Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning, 25 minutes to nine. The time, time for your Mediated Conversation this morning. Time to also take a breath after everything that's happened over the last uh, few hours. Later today, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Reserve Bank will announce whether it's decided to raise interest rates again. You'll know the impact that rising interest rates have had on you and how many rate hikes they've been. Since the end of the pandemic, it's been a continual series of hikes which have really increased the amount of money that you pay on your debt. Of course, the reason the bank has been doing this is because inflation has been so high. It's been very high here, but high around the world. However, for the first time in nearly two years, inflation figures released yesterday show that in June inflation came in at 5.4%. Finally, it's back within the target zone of the Reserve Bank. So then, what will happen today? How much of an impact have these rising interest rates had on you and on the property market? And then the impact of all of these rising prices on you, on your mental health, as you try and get yourself and your family. Through this incredibly difficult time. First, this morning, the chief economist and head of research at Rand Merchant Bank, Zayem Klanger. Then, the impact on property prices. The CEO of Javits Properties is Herschel Javits. You'll hear from him in a moment. And then, the impact on you and your mental health. Associate Professor of Psychology at UNISA, Professor Poleng Sehalo. We start then with from RMB, Zayem Klanger. zaya good morning. Good morning
1: and good morning to your listeners
0: do you believe the reserve bank is going to increase interest rates again uh, uh, interest rates again today after yesterday's inflation figures or are we finally going to get a hold
1: look we, we have thought that we we've reached a in interest rates uh, at the rate of 8.25 uh, percent and if you look at the factors that will drive that or that we believe uh, should persuade us sub to to keep uh, you know the rates on hold Global factors are positive. Essentially, the dollar has been weakening. The U.S. economy no longer expected to be in recession. We, uh, the market is now accessing a soft, a soft lending, which means avoiding recession while inflation continues to to to, to, to slow down, which is what we saw with the U.S. The US inflation figures. Locally, uh, as you mentioned in the opening, headline inflation at 5.4% is within the target of the sub. But if you look at some of the drivers that have uh, resulted in headline inflation going much higher, food inflation, uh, petrol prices, all have moderated. And In fact, petrol prices are currently in deflation on a month-on-month basis. Uh, I mean on a year-on-year basis. All of those should uh, result in, a, in an assessment that says inflation is not going to go out of the target uh, anytime soon. So the sub can pause. And assess the impact of the cumulative 475 basis points of increases since it started on how how are they impacting the, the overall economy before they move
0: next. Azara, I, I don't know if you are speaking on earphones or something. It's, it's a bit garbled on our end. If you are able to just clean it up, maybe move around, I don't know, might improve the reception. How big has the impact of the series of rate hikes been? We went from interest rates at historic lows during the hard lockdown to a very long, sustained period of raising rates?
1: Look, it, it, it is quite impactful. Um, you know, the, the impact flows through immediately in the uh, home loans uh, uh, you know, uh, segment, essentially. When the Reserve Bank just makes an interest rate increase or change, the following day you get an email from your bank telling you that uh, interest rates have reset, you are now paying slightly more. And if you just look in terms of average house prices and what it would mean for what people pay, since the low of 3.5% rep rate, people are now paying something close to 4,000 Rand more than what they used to pay at the, at the bottom of the, of, the, of the interest rate uh, uh, cycle. Uh, and that's money that no longer available to spend on anything else. So that is quite restrictive. And indeed, in the last MPC in May, the sub-assessed monetary policy to be now restrictive for the first time which means it's starting to have an impact. If you look at credit extension, you're starting to also start to see a a, a turn on the downside, uh, which means uh, banks are also responding uh, by restricting uh, credit, by also uh, tightening uh, lending standards. And that's going to have an impact on the overall economy.
0: Our inflation was high, but it's been higher in other countries that also have independent reserve banks, like the UK and the US, I suppose most of Europe. Did our bank do the right thing in raising the rates the way that it did? Indeed, I think they did.
1: Um, I mean, if you if you just look at the decline that we saw through the height of COVID, that was not normal. It was a response to a pandemic. And at some point in time, monetary policy had to normalize. So part of it was normalization, but also we had inflation that fled up, which was not part of the story as we went into covid so there is now that response to COVID. So if you just look at normalisation alone, uh, about 300 basis points of cuts that happened in 2020, and then the response to the higher than you know a previous inflation, inflation uh, trends, then we saw a, an additional 175 basis points. So they did the right thing. But also we are starting to see a divergence in monetary policy now. The US is expected to to be close to a peak. But that's not the case with the UK. That's not the case with Europe because their inflation remains quite high. It's not falling as quickly as we are seeing in the US. So we are going to see a divergence in terms of central bank policy response. But on our case, we think the is close to the peak and we think uh, they're not going through to high rates today.
0: So bad, uh, high inflation is a very bad thing. People are squeezed at the moment by high interest rates. with the high interest rates worth paying the price to stop low inflation? I mean, people are absolutely battling at the moment.
1: Absolutely. So the poor get hit the most by high inflation. They don't have uh, mechanisms to respond to high high inflation. So if you take that perspective, we need low inflation to cushion the poor. The middle class, yes, they might be over indebted. They also get impacted from food prices and energy prices. Uh, the higher income earners, they can insulate themselves, uh, you know, on 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 a various, uh, you know, uh, perspectives. But to have low interest rates, inflation must be low. So inflation must decline first before you can have low interest rates. So once they have achieved moderate, uh, you know, inflation, then we will see interest rate cuts. But that's not the story of 2023. That's the story of 2024. That's when people are likely to get. A better relief from an interest perspective because inflation would have been, uh, you know, depressed lower to well within the target.
0: As I like optimistic economists, so you think think things could get better next year.
1: Look, that's what we are projecting. Things will get better. Load sharing will get more intense as renewable energy, uh, you know, projects get online. That's going to reduce the cost of doing business for the agribusiness, for the manufacturing sector, which has been part of the story for for this inflation. But also, if you just look from a growth perspective, things will improve somewhat as we get more energy into the country. And uh, the global economic cycle is likely to turn as the U.S. dollar continues to weaken. That benefits the currency, which also contributes positively to our inflation outcomes. So, yes, 2024 is likely to be better than 2023. Uh, Obviously, this does not uh, take into account any other economic shocks that might arise that are not, uh, you know, forecastable.
0: As I'm Lange, thank you very much indeed. Chief Economist, Head of Research at Rand Merchant Bank. Really appreciate the time. You're with SFM. 17 minutes now to nine, continue your mediated conversation around interest rates and the cost of living and the impact on you. Herschel Jarvitz is the CEO of Jarvitz Properties. Uh, Herschel, good morning. Good
2: morning, Stephen. How are
0: you? I'm well, thank you. There was a time just in the middle of the pandemic when it seemed some property prices here and in other countries were actually moving up. People were buying property. The pandemic ended, interest rate hikes started. What happened after that?
2: No, thanks, Stephen. So, exactly that. I mean, as your previous speaker mentioned, interest rates came down to historic lows here and, and across uh, the globe. I mean, if you look at what happened in the US and the UK, they had an unprecedented rise in property prices. We didn't quite experience that, that increase in prices, but we, you said before, a significant increase in the number of sales and largely driven by that first-time buyer's market where a lot of people renting now had the the option from a financial point of view to come into the market and buy. And so we saw the significant spurt, especially at the entry level, first-time buyer's market in in 2021 when interest rates went down to 7 percent. And since then, we've seen a a gradual slowing of the, the market as interest rates have increased. I think we've had seven or eight interest rate increases uh in nearly two years now and uh we've seen a gradual slowing in demand and in the rate of growth of property prices to the point that in most parts of the country over the last year at least property prices in real terms if you strip out inflation have actually declined
0: um And Herschel, I don't know if you're listening on earphones, if you could just uh, speak directly into the speaker, I'd appreciate it. How how big a factor is rates in all of this? I mean, what impact does an increase in rates actually have? Clearly, it had a big impact here.
2: So if if you look, let's maybe just use a a numeric example. So if you're a first-time buyer, you're earning, let's assume, 30,000 rand per month, you've taken a, a million rand bond buy your, your first property perhaps you've taken a hundred percent bond so you haven't put anything down your payments at seven percent in in september of 21 were were seven and a half thousand rand approximately per month those payments have now gone up to ten thousand eight hundred that's just over three thousand rand per month And remember that's that's after tax money so if you do a quick calculation just to cover over the last two years the, the, the increase in your mortgage repayment your remuneration, just to cover that portion, not the increase in fuel costs, electricity, and cost of food, probably needs to have gone up by at least five percent. And you know that, as as your previous guest spoken about, as you move up the price ladder, you know potentially at the upper end of the market, people can insulate themselves against that. But we, we are seeing some stress coming into the, the 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 market in terms of more financially distressed sellers um, and people potentially having to put their retirement or their, their immigration plans on hold just because the level at which prices are um, means that people are, are either being forced to sell potentially or don't have as much equity in their homes as they had planned for a couple of years ago.
0: So then if interest rates, if a Zyemtlango is correct and interest rates start to come down next year, that will have a positive impact too. I mean, we should start to see the reverse happening.
2: Yeah, listen. There's a you know there's a positive uh, relationship between falling interest rates and and property prices, and you know there's been different uh, um, price growth experiences depending on where you are in the country. So, for example, in the Western Cape, it's typically outperformed the the rest of the country and continues to do so. But even there, the Western Cape market hasn't seen the growth spurts that they've experienced in in previous years. Um, But you would expect uh, to see some steadying perhaps of the the decline in property price growth. So prices not necessarily falling, but a steadying. And I think, you know, once it's not only a financial situation, but I think also sentiment and confidence. So, you know, purchasing a property is very much a a long-term investment and, and largely driven by sentiment. So I think what we need to see is interest rates coming down and we need to see a shift in sentiment, which is a function of a whole host of other factors, electricity, uh, uh, some of the 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 political and other noise that we're experiencing in South Africa as we tend to do so I think that we're probably in an extended cycle of, of low price growth but as interest rates start to come down we should see increased demand and obviously that's positive for, for property price growth
0: Um are we seeing different things happening in different places so despite all of, of, of this and despite the fact that people are really battling in a certain market, people seem to be moving, leaving Gauteng and moving to the Western Cape, which must have a big impact on house prices in Gauteng and in the Western Cape.
2: Absolutely, Stephen. So um, what we're seeing is certainly in Gauteng for a whole host of factors, including immigration. Um, and if you look at, for example, regions like Johannesburg and, and Pretoria, where where you've got instability, instability in terms of local government, service delivery uh, all of those all of those factors are impacting on, on property price growth and when you think about Gauteng as the most populous province in in the, the the country it still accounts for probably a third of economic growth and yet it's probably the worst performing province in terms of property price growth and I'm including uh, you know provinces like pumalanga and northwest in, in in that statement and then you move to to the western Cape where where a lot of those factors are very different in terms of levels of low trading infrastructure uh, sentiment and, and, and confidence and, and that certainly helped not only from a national immigration point of view but lots of foreign buying and that certainly helped to 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 push property prices up in the western cape uh, by a, a higher rate than, than in virtually all other
0: parts of the country um are there other places where we're seeing big changes in property prices at the moment? I mean, uh, there have been suggestions that some people are changing their lifestyles, etc., working from home, working from wherever. Are there other places where there are big movements?
2: So the the, the, the coastal leisure areas, or some some parts of them, are, are still holding up uh, uh, really well. And once again, if you look down to the, 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 the Western Cape, you look at areas like uh, Plattenberg Bay, you look at areas like Nightmare, you look at areas like George, Those property prices have have held up really well um, in in the current market, despite some of the changes we've spoken about. Um, You look at KZN; there are pockets of it up the North Coast, although you know they've had their own challenges uh, um, around uh, floods and around you know the riots, and so there are some challenges in in KZN. But your your coastal leisure markets, and once again, specifically in the, the Western Cape certainly held up well in the, in the current market despite rising interest rates and some of the other factors that, that we're facing.
0: Thank you very much indeed. Herschel Jarvitz is the CEO of Jarvitz Properties uh, and uh, of course interesting to see what's happening around all of that. In a moment the impact of all of this on you and the, particularly the impact of rising prices on you. Professor Poleng Sahalo is a professor of psychology at UNISA. It's 10 minutes to 9. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continuing your Mediated Conversation around rising prices and interest rates and the impact on you, Professor Poleng is a professor of psychology at UNISA. Professor, good morning.
3: Good morning, Stephen.
0: Prices and interest rates have been rising so strongly for so long. The stress of high food prices is just immense. What impact does this have on people?
3: Um, No, definitely, Stephen. Uh, The cost of living, the high interest rates... Um, all of these do have a negative impact on people's mental health. Uh, some of the psychological impacts that uh, we see is that people tend to feel very anxious. Um, one of one of your guests just mentioned now that uh, an email would just come in the morning telling you that the interest rate for your bond will be going up. So people have this uh anxiousness when is it going to come is is my bond price going to go up am i going to be able to afford it so that leads to a lot of excessive worry um and hopelessness for for people because uh, people feel that they have a lack of control because this is something that you have control over um announcements are made and they directly affect your life and you feel like you don't um you cannot do anything about it So the bleak future that other people tend to have and the uncertainty that people tend to have, all of these um, can lead also to possible depression for people. So take, for example, if if you are working or you have a business and you lose your job because your company is closing down or your own business has to close down because you can't afford to pay the rent for the property that you're using to run your business, and many people jobs or the businesses that they have those are things that also provide meaning for people's lives so if you lose that which provides meaning for your life then people have this um, lack of hope or, or, or level of depression because you don't have something to wake up to or to wake up for uh, every day so there is definitely direct impact on um, with um, all these bigger issues but also even the everyday essentials the price of food for example so not being able to afford what you are used to eating so it's got physical health implications as well as psychological health implications because health behaviors sometimes change because some people end up eating less healthy and often when you are when you are when you are depressed or anxious you don't want to eat or you end up uh eating less healthy food, fast food, instead of cooking, because you don't have the will or the zeal to cook or do things that you like.
0: The other thing, I suppose, is that you probably have brought up your children, you know, having them used to certain things, maybe biscuits every Tuesday or something, whatever it is. Suddenly you can't do that. Now how do you tell your children that you can't do that anymore?
3: Exactly. You see, so it's it's the everyday things that get affected, not just being able to afford their school fees, Um, and having to make arrangements at school, but actually the little things, the biscuits every day. So you actually need to now find a way to sit down with your children um, and explain to them that um, they're not going to be able to get those biscuits anymore. Uh, Maybe mommy or daddy um, is working on on it, or there are some challenges. So it's actually, uh, it requires uh, open and honest conversation with your children, that there are certain things that maybe they might not be able to get access to anymore, uh, but that hopefully in future they'll be able to. So that idea of the bleak future, you know, Mm -hmm. look at alternatives in terms of what is it that you can do to be able to maintain or to be able to get back to the lifestyle that you're accustomed to.
0: Do you need to watch yourself? Do you need to understand why you are feeling like you are feeling? And when something is beyond your control, that can really lead to rage, frustration, and also a passivity, a depression.
3: Definitely, definitely. As I've already indicated, it can lead to depression, which then leads to also, um, you know, interpersonal relationship challenges or issues. So it it is important to also just take a step back uh, to to uh, introspect, but to also have conversations. So because you you are in relation with other people, either your friends, your family, it's important to, to speak to them. So people that you trust in your life to also speak to people about it. because when you're going through challenges and it's often not easy to talk about financial issues or financial challenges that's why you need that one person or those few people that you can openly speak to about because that also um alleviates some of the heaviness that you feel when you you mm. you are in this in this state where you're feeling that um uh things are out of your control uh, and you cannot handle it so in that instead of uh, delving down or going down into deep depression find a way to to release Um, the pain and the anxiety that you're going through and of course your financial institution yes the bank can send that email saying that the the interest rate is going to be going up Um, it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to make an appointment with the bank um, and, and speak to them about your challenges maybe at work you can get more money so what are the implications of all of this Um, It might not be easy it might not be possible, but there might be something, even if it's just 1%, it goes a long way to say, please, uh, can I pay a little bit less than what I've been paying because of these challenges that I'm having?
0: Professor Polengsakhalo, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Professor of Psychology at UNISA, bringing an end to your mediated conversation this morning. My thanks also to Herschel Javits, the CEO of Javits Properties, and starting us off today as I am Planga, Chief Economist, Head of Research at Rand Merchant Bank. We'll know that decision at around three o'clock this afternoon. We expect the Reserve Bank Governor at Lesetje Kanyaho to tell you what is going to happen to interest rates and maybe that cycle has finally come to an end. It's been, well, a very busy show, uh, of course updating you on the situation in the center of Joburg. i expect more developments there today we expect the reserve bank and i expect a bit more reaction as well around the decision by the russian president vladimir putin from him do up.